Hello everyone, this is Isabel Cortez, and welcome to another episode of Scary Stories for the Soul. Deep within the San Luis Cemetery No. 1 in New Orleans, Louisiana, lies the Glapion family crypt. The tomb itself is modest in appearance. It doesn't boast any lavish adornments or weeping angels. It is simply a white crypt, with a single door standing in the middle and a bronze plaque on the bottom left-hand corner indicating who is lying peacefully within. But what this crypt has that its neighbors doesn't are X's, ranging in colors and sizes, scattered all along the walls. Three X's to be exact. Three X's, meant to pay tribute to the woman who slumbers within, in the hopes that maybe her power outlived her physical body. Because everyone in New Orleans knows that if you leave three X's on Marie Laveau's tomb, she'll grant you a wish. Marie Catherine Laveau was reportedly born on September 10, 1801, in what is commonly known now as New Orleans's French Quarter. Very little information stands on Laveau's early life. We know that she was born to a free woman of color named Marguerite d'Arcantel, giving Marie Laveau the ability to enjoy the life of a free woman in the newly established state of Louisiana. We know that she was of African, European, and Native American descent. And we also know that she straddled the line between devout Catholicism and voodoo, the latter of which she probably picked up due to her lineage. Voodoo itself is a religion largely based on the worship of African ancestors and deities. Chiefly practiced in areas such as Haiti, practitioners combine root work with traditional songs and dances while exalting their ancestors and calling on them to guide them into a better, brighter future. When the Haitian Revolution occurred in the early 19th century, many migrants fleeing Haiti arrived on the shores of Louisiana, more specifically New Orleans, with nothing to their name. But while they didn't have many worldly possessions to call their own, they did have Haitian voodoo. This belief system heavily contributed to what we now call Louisiana voodoo an amalgamation of West African religions, Roman Catholic practices, and Haitian voodoo. Although Louisiana voodoo and other sects of voodoo as a whole do not follow one specific leader, Marie Laveau was commonly referred to as the queen of Louisiana voodoo. She was a talented practitioner herbalist and midwife, her talents making her so renowned that she catered to both people of color and the wealthy white elites of the area. A talented entrepreneur, the majority of her business consisted of selling grigri, voodoo amulets believed to protect the wearer against evil. She was also known to use her skills in voodoo and root work to aid her customers with familial disputes, financial matters, 
and matters of the heart and health. Marie Laveau became so popular among the masses as an effective and talented conjure woman that she actually usurped the former leading female voodoo practitioner, a woman named Marie Salopé. Salopé had previously herself usurped her predecessor, Santi Dede. But according to her followers, there was no usurping Marie Laveau. She had tenacity and a head for business that her predecessors did not have. As a free woman, Laveau was able to open a beauty parlor, which specifically catered to the wealthier white families of the area. The business gave her a rare opportunity to obtain information via gossip. These affluent women openly gave information that she could then use during consultations for other people. What better way to affirm your image as a powerful clairvoyant than by knowing information about your client that nobody else should know? It's also speculated that she would bribe the servants of these families with grigris, blessings, or ointments to get specific information out of them. Laveau had eyes and ears everywhere, her own version of familiars that aided her in her magical crafts. She was also rumored to have an actual animal familiar, a giant snake named Zombie, after the African snake god of the same name. Zombie would travel to places that Laveau could not, gathering information and then bringing it back to his mother. But not all of who Marie Laveau was was shrouded in darkness or mystery. As the voodoo leader of her community, the people looked up to her for guidance and care. When the yellow fever epidemic of 1878 swept through New Orleans, Laveau cared for the sick and dying, providing herbal remedies and leading the people in prayer. There were also times when she would perform rituals, healings, and blessings for those in need completely free of charge. She also provided lessons in voodoo, root work, and divination to the local women, which they could then use to gain some level of financial independence. But perhaps what she is most known for is her work with incarcerated individuals. Laveau was often seen at the side of those who were imprisoned and awaiting death. Rumors circulated that she provided these men with poisons or grigri before going to the gallows, giving them the opportunity to either either go out on their own terms or go with a talisman that would ensure them a safe and peaceful passage into the next life. Since her practice blended veneration for Roman Catholic saints, African spirits, and Native American spiritualism, Laveau was able to appeal to a much broader audience than her predecessors ever did, making her beloved in all corners of New Orleans and beyond. Marie Laveau died on June 15, 1881, at approximately 79 years old. Because many of her followers could not come to terms with the fact that such a powerful conjure woman would simply pass away, a legend surrounding her death was born. The tale goes 
that a great storm blew through New Orleans that June 15th day, darkening the sky and sending the waters of the Gulf of Mexico into a violent frenzy. Laveau appeared on the shorelines that night, and as the starry night was ripped open with thunder and lightning, she disappeared. A lavish funeral was prepared for the woman that many considered the voodoo queen of New Orleans. People from all over Louisiana came to pay their respects to the high priestess, including those in high political power and wealthy white elites who had never stepped foot into that part of Louisiana before. Although no one has ever opened the crypt out of respect for Laveau, it is generally believed that she was buried in Plot 347 of the Glapion family crypt in the San Luis Cemetery No. 1. The crypt belongs to the family of her second husband, Christophe Dominique Dominique de Glapion, a Frenchman of noble descent with whom she supposedly shared 15 children with, although only two survived into adulthood. A bronze plaque proudly marks the white stone as her final resting place. Following Marie Laveau's death, one of her surviving daughters, Marie Philomène Glapion, gave several interviews with a newspaper called the Daily Picune. During these salacious interviews, Philomène asserted that towards the end of her life, her mother had actually denounced voodoo in all its affiliations. According to her daughter, Marie Laveau had spent much of her life repenting for her ways and giving her life over to the Catholic Church. Of course, none of these claims were ever proven, but Philomène told everyone that she could that her mother was not the high priestess of voodoo that everyone loved. No, her mother was a devout Catholic woman who did everything in the name of God. Those prisoners she visited before they were sentenced to death? She was visiting them in the name of the Catholic Church, giving them their last rites. Those women she attended to in childbirth and the people she helped in sickness? Also part of her Catholic duties. Marie Philomène Glapion herself was a devout Catholic, so the idea that her mother was Louisiana's most renowned voodoo priestess probably didn't leave too good of a mark on her to her fellow churchgoers. Many people theorize that the reason why Philomène gave those interviews was to clean up her mother's reputation, and her own, just because they were affiliated. Laveau's other surviving daughter, firstborn Marie Eucharist Eloise Laveau, took a much more drastic turn than her sister. A few short years after her mother's death, Marie Eucharist rebranded herself as Marie Laveau II and took over the mantle of voodoo high priestess. She resumed her mother's magical practices, but in a much more dramatic fashion. While Marie Laveau I was known for her compassion towards the poor and her ability to de-escalate familial or lovers' disputes, Marie Laveau II was quick to sell customers cursed bags for their opponents, place hexes on enemies, and often spoke openly and proudly of her superiority over others who also practiced voodoo. 
a stark contrast to the queen that her mother had once been, New Orleans voodoo lost many followers following the death of Marie Laveau I. The stronghold she had on the community proved that it wasn't just about voodoo and what they could get out of the magical practice. It was about the woman who led them and made the magic real. There are those who say, though, that if you're lucky, you might be able to catch a glimpse of the Witch Queen of New Orleans. Marie Laveau's spirit has been seen walking the shores near her home at night, an unfelt breeze rustling her white linen dress as she bathes in the moonlight. She can also be spotted roaming through the rows of graves at San Luis Cemetery No. 1, doing her duty to protect and watch over those who are no longer in the realm of the living. It seems as though, even in death, her responsibilities as high priestess and spiritual leader are not over. The people of New Orleans hold Marie Laveau in such high regard that it has become common for residents and tourists alike to still come to her for luck, advice, and magical help. If you want Marie Laveau to grant you a wish, all you have to do is draw three X's on her tomb, spin around three times, gently knock on her tomb, and yell out your wish. You must exalt the High Priestess's name and beg for her help, while revering her as the powerful and wise queen that she once was. If your wish is granted, you must return to her grave and circle your X's while leaving her offerings of cigars, liquor, flowers, or grigri as a thank you for what she has given you. Many who continue to practice voodoo in New Orleans and Louisiana as a whole pray to Laveau as if she were a loa, a spirit in the religion of Haitian voodoo. They call to her for guidance, ask her for favors, and channel her during spirit possessions to enhance their magic. Unfortunately, when a person reaches a specific level of celebrity, there are bound to be a few fallbacks. Marie Laveau's grave has been the subject of multiple vandalisms and thefts, with the most notable one occurring in 1982 when punk rock band The Misfits were arrested and charged with the attempted exhumation of Laveau. On March 1, 2015, the decision was made by the Archdiocese of New Orleans to no longer allow public access to the San Luis Cemetery No. 1 in the hopes of deterring such actions from happening again. If you would like to visit the Voodoo Queen, you must do so with a tour group and a trained guide. A statement was released announcing that the Catholic Church would do whatever it could to protect Marie Laveau's grave, as well as the graves of those souls interred around her. This announcement came as a bit of a shock to those who believed that the church would want to do anything that they could to separate themselves from the voodoo practitioner. I think what we should all remember is that New Orleans voodoo still has specific roots in Roman Catholicism. They pray to many of their own saints and do uphold many of the practices. Voodoo, just like everything else in this world, is not necessarily black and white.
Much of what we know about Marie Laveau's life is unsubstantiated or sprinkled with fantastical details. From the amount of children that she had to her final resting place, there is a lot that we either have to just accept as truth or accept that we might never really know the answer. Did she really have a pet snake named Zombie that she used for her voodoo practices? We don't know. Did she really cure the sick and dying with her herbal remedies and voodoo rituals? We also don't know. But what we do know is the impact that she and her magic had on New Orleans and the people who followed her. The cultural impact that she has had is directly responsible for voodoo's popularity even now, 142 years after her death. There is no doubt that Marie Laveau truly is the Witch Queen of New Orleans. Spooky season is here, and we are in week two of our Halloween marathon surrounding witches. We're doing one episode a week of Scary Stories for the Soul, all leading up to our special Halloween episode. Don't forget to tune in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Good Pods so you don't miss out on any of the Halloween fun. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter and rate the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you have any legends, myths, or ghost stories that you also want to see covered on the show, email your ideas to scarystoriesforthesoul2020 at gmail.com. It is truly one of my favorite things to do to read emails from all of you creepy creeps. This has been Isabel Cortez. Until next time. <laughs>